if you turn it on, it works better. Oh, I was, I was too busy giving Jimmy Jimbles, Jimmy Chocolate Chip, Monsieur, um, giving him kisses on his face. This is my new character, Snarky Sound Guy. You like it? Do it again. <laughs> it works better if you turn it on. Uh, uh, I think you, need, you oh. need more of those sounds. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and a big sigh at the beginning. Oh, it works better if you turn it on. I'm sure I've dated guys. <laughs> Why does guys. this person sound like Samantha from uh-huh. Sex and the City? Mm-hmm. Works better if you turn it on. Just like I am right now. <laughs> so bad. Um, I feel yeah, like it is a bad show. <laughs> it's about time we finally talked about Mate, it. Sex and City is its own episode. I watched a I watched I read a review of season two of mm. Sex in the City two mm-hmm. just like that mm. in the New Yorker this week because I'm pretty cool that way and it was scathing. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say scathing, but it was very much coming from someone who obviously enjoyed the first incarnation of the show and was just like, "Hey, look, I've tried to stay, I've tried to stay in the saddle with this, and I just." can't mm. i just can't please leave the characters alone mm. please leave the characters that i love alone mm. yeah what's her name um what's the chick that's on after sammy J on abc radio virginia virginia Trioli. yeah she was like all right listen i gotta talk about this <laughs> she did a really good like why are these women so weak like, what happened to them in the last mm. 20 so years? Like, they're all very, like, they're not confident. They're undecided. They're not like normal women who are a staunch age of 50 who mm. know better, who know things. You know, like, you when you, you, you have a, an, an emotional intelligence at that age where you've seen and you've heard things and you're, and you're very strong in your convictions, mm. but they just sound so... Uh, I've been watching the show through osmosis. So what I mean by that is basically I come into the lounge room when Kelly's watching it, mm-hmm. watch five minutes, sort of chuckle to myself and mm-hmm. then <laughs> leave again. Yeah. But it look, it's doing something right because mm. everybody is talking. Like there hasn't been one podcast mm. except maybe the sports podcast. Mm. They're, they're not talking about it on ABC Grandstand. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, People are talking about it. I mean, in terms usually of like, this is bad, but st- it's still part of the public consciousness, right? Like- There's a nostalgia about it, which I'm loving. And I know I've spoken to a lot of friends and we have all like, ha- we're all hate watching elements of it. <laughs> right. All of us. Like there's, there's a bunch of stuff where I'm just like, huh? Like there's good stuff. Like. I saw a thing where, is it Miranda, the redhead, Mm. where like she was in a lesbian relationship, which fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that happens. That happened in real life to that woman. Yeah, exactly. So that happens in real life. Cool. And I know there were like people who were like, the relationship doesn't seem believable in the Mm. sense of like her girlfriend didn't need to go to LA for four months to like have a meeting about a show or whatever. Yeah. What I didn't understand from what I saw was why she would quit her high-paying <laughs> law job mm. that obviously pays her very, very well for them to, like, live the lifestyle that they do mm. to, like, go and – like, the idea was that she had to go and intern at a human rights law firm, whatever the fuck that is, mm. to, like, work her way back up again. She could quite easily just move mm. – like, yes, there are different parts of the law, but if she was that experienced, she could quite easily <laughs> – you know, it's a very TV mm. show thing of like, well, she's got to start from the bottom and there's yeah. mean girls there and they don't like her. Because, yeah. Like I saw that and was just like, mm, that doesn't. Yeah. But they do do. <laughs> do do. <laughs> <laughs> got him. It's the poopy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's my other podcast, Poops and Poo. Mate, we could literally, we could legitimately do a podcast about shit. I mean, do you think we are do you think anyone would believe <laughs> besides Celia because she's lived with you? <laughs> do you think anyone would believe how much we talk about farts, poo, toilets mm, in I this think house? It's they a would lot. believe I do because I'm a festuka, <laughs> but you're a nice, refined little Anglo Anglo Saxon 
who would totally like I like at the beginning of this relationship you would not fart and talk about poops but we both separately today have talked about our diarrheas. <laughs> not that we're like sick or have gastro, just like I no, ate. we just eat terribly. Well, well, yesterday I was okay, but I had dinner at a friend's place and I just hate reminding people I can't eat gluten. And mm. there was gluten there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and like, because I was already a vegan person. So I'm like, well, the vegan person can take precedent <laughs> over the gluten. Because you can't be vegan. You're inviting three friends I over. Know. One's a vegetarian, one's a vegan, uh, the other one's gluten free. Like, I know. Fuck. But but like the vegan person. Here's a corn each. Yeah. An uncooked corn. Mm. Fucking gnaw on that. Corn's not on FODMAP, though. It's not good for you. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, um, the person who's vegan, I feel like it's. You can't be vegan and gluten free. You can't. It's just impossible. Mm. And I feel like it is a lot easier to satisfy the vegan. It's so you much reckon? easier. Yeah. If you go to restaurants, there are vegan parts of the menu now, like huge vegan chunks. Gluten free, though, go fuck yourself. Uh, you want a gluten free pizza? Okay. Here's some cardboard. It costs you $12 extra. Like, it's not. Gluten free is fucked. But. Vegan's fine. Anyway, and I just felt bad because she, you know, cooked a, a quiche and stuff and salad, um, you know, and like there was a gluten base and I couldn't do anything about it. Mm. So I had to eat it. You know what I mean? Like I could have just picked around it, but there still would have been a bit of fo- like flour in the in the actual, you know, quiche part. Um, and I just, you know, I had some crackers and cheese and dip, which is fine for me. Mm. And then um, she'd made a beautiful cake afterwards, but I didn't, didn't eat it. Because it was, you know, full of flour and stuff as well. Yeah. So I made that choice, but yeah, like that's what happens when um, I'm just a bit of I got a bit of the old gluten in tolls. But don't you think, like, out of those three things, like, mm. it's more important to like look after the gluten free person because it's going to make them sick, whereas veganism and vegetarianism is a choice. Is an absolute choice. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. However, it's easier for me to be sick than um make someone who really has a anti you know anti animal eating kind of you know what i mean like their soul is like i don't want to eat animals and yeah, I get blah that. blah, blah. like <laughs> it's easier for me to live with my diarrhea than for someone who here make sure you eat this fucking dead animal like it's easier oh. for me to be like a hero than it is like i don't want to put people out cuz it puts people out a lot the gluten-free stuff. As it's someone fucked. who, before I got together with you, I thought gluten-free was, you know, I thought most people who were gluten-free is like, oh, this is a pain in the ass. People yeah. are just doing it because it's trendy no, and blah, 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 we, blah. We genuinely. You know, seeing like that you would eat gluten and then legitimately like your stomach would get bloated, you'd be sick for like a day or later, two afterwards, like yeah. immediately have yeah. to like, oh, I've got to go to the toilet. I've got to go to the toilet. Um, Mm. And and then like started changing my cooking accordingly. It, it all you really got to do is just buy some corn flour. Corn flour. Like it's really not that big really? a deal. You just got to buy corn flour mm-hmm. rather than fucking plain flour, self-raising mm. flour, and boom. And we've done. That's it. That's all you have to really do to like change your yeah and cooking else, habits. It's not that big a deal. Like pasta wise, we've done like the we had ravioli the other night, and mm. we had we've got Nokia there, and you know there's some pastas. Did you say you, Nokia. Nokia, yeah. Uh, Nokia 3210. Uh, I'll have the Nokia Napolitana, please. <laughs> I'll have the Nokia <laughs> 7760. And with she a will bit have the El Palo Nokia. Thank you. <laughs> Jock, leave that fucking bed alone, you dickhead. Uh, we've got a guest here. Oh, fucking hell, man. Every podcast, we have a different dog here. That's true. It's really true. <laughs> we've had a, a foster dog. We've got the savage that is Apple, Jock. your sister's dog. And Jock is uh, my mother-in-law's dog, your mum's dog. My mum. Yep, Leanne. Yeah. It's Leanne's dog because they're in Vietnam having a holiday, just having a great old time. And he's just a <laughs> Scottish dog, a stocky little Scottish dog who just like will not do anything for ages and then he just starts attacking the bed and ripping it apart. But he's a good dog with them, but I think he's been messing around with us a bit. But he's just a Scottish staunch little He's Oy, trying to assert dominance and against Jimmy. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so we're talking about um, butts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like at the beginning you didn't believe me when I was like, like the gluten free stuff. Not that I didn't believe you because the initial diagnosis was like, oh well, you know, because you were getting like a whole bunch of bloods and stuff done for another thing, and they were like, oh, you might have gluten 
mm. intolerance tendencies. Mm. Um, and then obviously you were like, oh, that makes so much sense. And I was like, but again, th- that was from a selfish point because in my head I was like, oh, oh fuck, I don't all these things fucking, I have to cook. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have to eat gluten-free pasta. I don't want to have to eat gluten-free bread. I don't want to have, you know. I'm like, not intolerant. I'm sensitive. Sensitive. I'm sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sensitive. Bread-wise... Uh, bread wise, it's fine. Um, pasta wise, it's bread. fine. We just have two different. We, we have two loaves of bread. It's yeah. really not that big. And a deal. if we do pasta, you'll just chuck in all the gluten free uh, pasta. Um, I just bought a bunch of um, dim sims that mm. were great. Oh, they gluten free. The dim sims I put in the oven. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's why I put them in. I found they were like twenty seven dollars at Sacco's. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, everything's so expensive. Bargain. Yeah, especially yeah. gluten free stuff. It's so gluten-free fucked. Stuff is so f- it's, it's so, so fucked. fucked that, like, it's so fucked. The attitude is obvious. Like, like even just from the people who make the food themselves, yeah, of the, like, mm, you don't really need this. No, it's like they're punishing me. It's they're a like, luxury. Oh, you don't want to eat gluten? Well, you can pay for it. Yeah, physically, you can pay for it. Um, pizza is still something. Like the cost I of can't. tampons and stuff as well. Well, oh, yeah. oh, you want to. <laughs> You want to bleed every month? Well, you can pay for it. Wait, too. Yeah, you can pay one hundred and twelve dollars for a box of four tampons. So annoying. So good. Yeah, gluten sensitive. It's fine. Pizza is the one thing. Like you can't get takeout. Vet, like except if it's if it's Vietnamese. Uh, Vietnamese is pretty good. Um, and maybe pasta, but gluten free pizza is. Ugh, it's just really Indian. Yuck. You can have Indian food as well. Yeah, Indian I can do, but I'm not a big fan because it's sometimes too hot for me. My butt. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, anything like like you could burgers. have a North buttered chicken. Or oh, you know, Rogan Josh. You can have a Josh Rogan. Ro- Ro- I can have a Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> you know, you can have Should a McIvy Diva. Do you reckon if we opened an Indian restaurant in like Melton and called Call it, it the Josh Rogan experience? <laughs> <laughs> the Rogan Josh experience. Yeah, the Rogan Josh experience. Oh my God. People okay, we've copyrighted that. If anyone else <laughs> steals that, you can't. This is the copyright here. I'm patenting it. The Rogan Do Josh you know experience. There's a podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience Experience where a bunch of people talk about the pod. Like it comes out straight after Joe how many, Rogan's how podcast. How many people do you, of those do you think were in cells? And All live of in them. their parents' basement. <laughs> oh, God. People annoy me so much. So that's our allotted uh, mm. 12 minutes of banter. Should we talk about some TV shows? You haven't even introduced us. Normally you introduce us at some point. This is... Should we just watch it real quick? Your one-stop shop for no facts, all spoilers. I'm Damien Dickhead Gibson and this is Kelly. Go fuck yourself for Stuka. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. Go fuck yourself for Stuka. <laughs> I just should have said no big whoop for Stuka. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You, you fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah. Kelly, no big whoop Although for Stuka. Although I don't just walk around saying, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't really make any dickhead. sense. Dickhead. Sometimes I call you dickhead and it's real fun. It's 99% of the time warranted. <laughs> Oi, dickhead. Like, are you coming to bed, dickhead? <laughs> no, I'm going to stay up and try and watch this wrestling Pay-per-view from 1977. Uh, uh, more wrestling's on. No, I'm going to stay up and watch the AFL football and just yell and scream at the umpiring decisions. Oh, fucking know it. Oh, what time is it? 11.30? And all I hear is Damien going, it's just qu- it's quiet. Hang on, let me just tell everyone about the, the fuckery that is Damien Gibson. It's quiet. So I can hear him. I can hear him in the lounge room. He was watching TV, but I can't hear the TV because he refuses to watch AFL football with the sound on. Because he doesn't like the um, commentaries. So he has it on mute. So all I hear is just silence. Mm-hmm. And I know where Damien goes, oh, fuck, of course you would do that. You fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, why, why even bother? Why even bother pretending this is a game? It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's Look, great. And my name's Jock. I'm a Scottish dog. And I've got a wee jobby in my bum. I'm going to do a wee jobby. Oh, a wee jobby in my bum. Poor Jock. Wee jobby. He's such a weird looking dog. Yeah, Scottish Terriers are weird. It's weird. Ugh, and also weird that like, I don't, uh, you know, people who like get obsessed with a certain breed of dog, like my mum and stepdad have, mm. and they're just like, no, that's it. Scottish Terriers. That's all. Mm. <laughs> that's it from now on, mm. you know. Do you think? Do you think that's weird? Uh, I feel like 
you can't understand a lot of dog owners because it's like there no one's in the middle with it when you own a dog. You're either far left or far right. Like you're like far left. You're like rescue dogs only and they've got to be massive bull Arab pitties. Oh, yeah, I've got seven of them and they're babies and there's like that, you know, and then there's the other side that's like, nah, like my sister, purebred German Shepherd, had to just, nah, 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 don't like rescues. Go do that. Your mum, nah, don't like rescues, have to do it. Like there's just some people that just have to go the purebred route and then there's no in between. No, I could only get, I could only get a, re- I'm not only, but I would only mm. want to get a rescue. Yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, I know that it's like there are reputable places, blah, blah, but because I'm part of a, a rescue uh, place now, it's just constant. Mm. Like, it's just constant in terms of like the amount of dogs that we're always rescuing. It's really bad. Really bad that are mm. like, yeah, I don't even know, like backyard breeders or just fuckheads who don't get dogs. Like, there's an old, like an old couple who just never got their dogs fixed. And now that dog, like massive dog, just got like had thirteen puppies. Mm. We got to find thirteen homes. Get your fucking dog fixed, dickhead. Yeah. They just didn't do it for whatever reason. They didn't do it. They didn't mean to breed. Blah blah blah. It's just uh, irresponsible fuckheads. <clears throat> it feels it's weird that like trends like that happen, but it. Yeah, I mean these are the same people who are walking their dogs down the street with no lead. Oh mate, don't Not get me off started. lead, just without a lead. No, nah, don't get me started. Anyway. I'm sick of that shit. Yeah, anyway. I can't deal with it. <coughs> should we? <coughs> should, we <laughs> should we talk about some TV? Should we just talk about it real quick? Uh, yeah, that's good. That's the name of the podcast. Well done. She said the thing. I she did it. I she said, said the thing. Um, shot, 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 shot. Baby, I love you. <laughs> we get married. Yeah, we are. Why are we talking about this on the? Uh, sometimes podcast? I just laugh at you because you're a dickhead. Anyway, what what TV shows are we talking we about? What movies? What do we now, do now? Uh, everybody who's listening, which there are a lot of you guys, thank you for that. Uh, oh yeah, people have been really nice. Yeah, I hope it's yeah. been a real like. The, the, um, there's a part of me that's like, oh shit, this is what it's like to be on a proper podcast where people actually listen to you. That's oh, great. Really? Oh, sweet bee. Mate, I've been making wrestling podcasts for six years. No one, don't cares. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, anyway, um, we watched two TV shows. They'll be in the titles. One, um, it was only Murders in the Building season two, three, three. Fuck! How did I get that wrong? Um, and the other one was RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season three, three as well. Three, 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 three. Which one do you want three. to talk about? Uh, first. Uh, only murders. You reckon? Okay, then the other one because <laughs> you asked me a question, I answered it, and then you made me doubt myself. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. I, but let's—I was thinking we could do Drag Race first. Okay, do Drag Race first. Just because I think it might be a slightly more serious uh, conversation oh, for a second. No, no. <laughs> oh God. Well, do you want to tell us about your history with? Drag Race first, and then oh, we can good way talk to do about it. where I because you introduced me to the show. So. Oh, okay. Um, so I was introduced to the show by ooh, by Jordan Hickey and Celia Bacola back, back, back in the day. Like, fuck, oh, mate, a long time ago, 10 mm. years ago, more mm. when they were living. Before we lived in Q, we were living um, in another area, Q, before, you know, anyway. Yeah, anyway, long time ago. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, and then it, when it came on, like I just was, I didn't understand it because I wasn't very, it was over 10 years ago. So I wasn't very, um, I didn't really understand drag. Mm. Um, like I knew it was around and people did it, but I, I didn't understand like the terms. So I, I was pretty, um, pretty uh, ignorant and um, just um, uh, uneducated in what th- I don't know what's happening with Jimmy right now, but something's in the couch and he's absolute. Oh, it's his toy. He's bothering me. He's like digging into the mm. couch. I'm like, okay, it's his toy. Anyway, um, piss off, dickhead. Anyway, uh, so I was pretty uneducated with what the, the different terms were he and she and non binary or. You know, trans or, um, you know, drag queen. Like, it, it, it anyway. Uh, and I I really feel like season four with Sharon Needles is what got me stuck in. Like, I fucking was like, the, oh, Jim. 
I don't think it's coming through on the thing. It is. I can hear in my headphones. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Shush. Um, like he can still chew on his toy and there's like only one little squishy bit mm. there. Jimmy. Shush. And out of that whole toy, he can squidge a bunch of things that aren't that. Oh, damn. Damien's gotten up. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Damien had to get up and take the toy away. God. He's such a mean dad. He's such a mean dad. Oh, look. They've nearly got nothing to play with. They just have to have a little sleep for half an hour. We're already halfway through it, Come back to you now. Jimmy's trying to find it again like it's still here, but it's not. Anyway. So I love the Sharon Needles and Latrice um, uh, series. And then I just became a massive fan for ages. Mm. Like was hanging like all stars. I was up up for it. Jinx Monsoon. Oh, my God. Like so I've always been really, really behind it. And there's been some seasons um, like the – I was into the Canadian one, um, the world's one, and then there was even some uh, – there was some in the later uh, like American ones – like some seasons I was like, ugh, and then some seasons I was like, oh, yeah, great, right? Mm. Um, but generally like into it. So when the Aussie version came in, um, we we like we were really up for it. Um, and I feel like the first season of the Aussie one, maybe I was still living with seals, and we're watching it because when we found out Reese Nicholson was a judge, mm. I could not think of a better – like it's the one thing it's one thing that 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 the down under show has gotten right it's yeah, just he's, un- he's great on it yeah but like unbelievable like as soon as it was like oh Reese Nicholson everyone collectively let out a relieved sigh like yes they didn't get fucking some nuff nuff yeah they didn't get Brendan Favola <laughs> or some fucking nuff nuff from the radio yeah. You know what I mean? Like some fucking like like, you know, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but the chick who was the chick that played Sally in Home and Away? Oh, uh, Kate Ritchie. Kate Ritchie, yeah. yeah. Like I'm glad like they didn't get that hmm. person. Or like Jackie O. Like ah yeah. oh, Osha Osha Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, I, I do like him, Andrew G. I do like him though. But like this it is nothing proper. against these people. It's no, just no, no. Like it's just a, that they would be terrible judges. There's a tone judge. of the show, and yeah. none of those people would fit that tone. Yeah, and then you, and then I introduced you to uh, Drag Race, mm. and I think I introduced you by making you watch season four. Yeah, and we you fell in love with Sharon. Yeah, I did. I, I love Sharon Needles, Jinx Monsoon. Yeah, you love um, Jinx, and then we started watching the All Stars season that Jinx won. Yeah, and you loved it. So you have loved a lot of it. No, I watched the se- her proper season first. Not yeah, the first, yeah. yeah. And I've, then, I've ended up watching like six or seven seasons now. Yeah, but then you tapped out. I have tapped out a little bit. I still really like UK. Yeah, UK is I, fun. I, I will say this about RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Like first and foremost, it's taught me more about uh, trans Like I know it's different, but yeah. more about trans rights the LBGTQI community that mm. I knew beforehand. So mm. my the thing that I really liked about the show initially was like, oh, holy fuck, I'm learning Yeah, same. a lot. Yeah, it was a really good teach, a, teachable moments yeah, in there. Lots and lots and lots mm. for me to the point where it's like I didn't – there were probably stigmas and stuff that I had in my head that I didn't even realize I had until I, was, until I watched mm. the show. Mm. And my favorite parts were twofold. One, where they actually – did drag all the challenges to see like mm. the talent part of the show like like maybe when they make their own costumes yeah when they're doing their own costumes or when they do like the the game show what's it called oh the snatch game oh, snatch game snatch stuff game. like that to see who like you know mm. who's funny and who can sing and dance all that stuff mm. i think is super cool like i really like that part of it yeah and i would also like when they would talk to each other about their experiences of being for the most part gay and being drag queens and stuff yeah. like that and they're always always for the most part awful stories mm. and it would just be a really strong and stark reminder of like how mm. difficult it is for people in those communities to just live on a day-to-day basis those stories you know? are super important i think yeah especially for someone who is a you know straight 
hetero, cis, male, yeah, female, all those things. We didn't know. A lot of us didn't know that sort of stuff. And then you hear these stories about, you know, kids getting kicked out of home when they were 14 mm-hmm. and, um, or any kind of abuse or being, you know, um, not only a gay couple but one black, one white gay couple walking down the street holding hands. Mm. Like all these stories and just like listening and just understanding and having these empathy. I just think I've, I, there's a part of me that, that I want like to teach at schools or something like because there is just such a level of understanding and empathy that can come from watching those parts of Drag Race where mm. uh, like stories are just – and even like there was one – story where a drag queen was talking about how she um, was supposed to perform at Pulse nightclub the night that that guy went in mm. and just fucking <clears throat> mass murdered, like, was a lot of people. Yeah. And it was such a targeted thing for the community. And just listening to her talk about I was supposed to perform that night and, like, one of my friends died. Like, uh, you know, it was just crazy, like... I can't understand how anyone would have any kind of hatred or prejudice against any part of the community mm. when you hear these stories about just people just trying to live. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, this beautiful, like, kind of, you know, consensual love trying to exist. And everywhere there's always someone trying to shit on it. Yeah. And it's upsetting. And I think it's an important show because they do – do that kind of stuff yeah. where they really highlight that. And there's a lot of issues in America especially where, you know, RuPaul would always say you got to vote. So instead of it being labelled a leftist, you know, piece of garbage trying to tell me how to vote, it was always just get out and vote, use mm. your voice, use your voice, which is I think is really important too. So yeah, for absolutely. me it's always been a really, really important show. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, and I can see that importance, and I think those elements are still there. The thing that I've sort of drifted away from a little bit, mm. it's got nothing to do with any of that. It's yeah. more uh, what I dislike is there are real elements of uh, reality TV. I mean, it's always been a reality TV mm. show, right? Always. Mm. But I think recently, especially in the American seasons that I've seen, to the point where I can only watch one or two episodes and then I walk away, mm. it feels like they cast either based on their personality types before, like it feels like they cast at least one villain. Yeah. You know, or two people yeah. that they know. Because they would be, like, when they're auditioning these people, they would be doing psychometric tests. They would be doing all this kind of stuff before they go on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know people who auditioned for Big Brother and you had to do that. Big Brother is like being filmed 24-7. This is not getting filmed all Abs- the time. They would absolutely do that, I'm sure. Well, maybe. I, I think all that... Right. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe they, they don't. don't. It's but still what, a reality TV show. This is all just based on... What I'm seeing. So maybe none of it's true and I'm just being fucking sensitive or whatever. But it feels like there is a formula of like if we have one or two people who are going to be the villain and mm. kick up shit, then that will cause the drama and the tension on the show. Hence reality TV show unfold. Yes. And like, you know, we'll get great stuff for what's the other show that comes out of it where they all drink drinks and like bitch at each other? Uh, and, Untucked. Yeah. So we'll get great stuff for Untucked and... You know, we can use those as a cliffhanger every week. But what I see more and more, and there was an all-star season where, like, Adore Delano left early mm. because of this. And even on the That was your a- turning point. We were watching the all-stars two or three, whatever it was. Hmm. I really like Adore a lot. She's, yeah. one, of, she's one of my favourites. Maybe it was two. It was actually two, I think. And then, yeah, Adore left because she the very first thing they had to do was a talent – um, a talent show and Adore sang and then Michelle just ripped through her for her outfit Yeah, and Adore's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be told that I'm – like she's like, this is my look. I, I don't like cinching. Like yeah. it, like drag, there is – like drag is has gone from men dressing up as women to really – and a, a lot of it is expression of choice – Hmm. If you choose not to cinch, if you choose not to tuck, if you choose not to do all those things, and I think that's what Adore wanted to do. She She's choosing to, you know, she's got a hog body. She's like, I don't want to do that. And Michelle well, ripped through that. her. Yeah. yeah. And Michelle ripped through her <clears throat> for not, you know, going being the authentic drag that we all, 
No, and like well, she just want, yeah, she wants everyone to be a, be a pageant, certain a pageant, pageant queen, queen, right? Yeah, and then Adore left because she's like, I don't want this, and it was yeah, but that it, was your turning point. I, I didn't like that, but then I also didn't like that there was someone who one had like already given a lot to this show. Like, yes, she had mm. got a lot from the show, but she'd given a lot to the show. Mm. She's one of the biggest stars to come out of the show, I would say. Mm. And then she came back to do this All Stars show, you know, and that's like. That's good for RuPaul and her brand Is to have people. Talking about like, a door, a door, yeah, yeah. Um, and when for, so she's established. It's not like it's, this is the first time she's on the show, and I can't handle it. It's too mm. much pressure. Like she's already done it once. Mm. She's already built her own career off the back of it, and then she says, "Look, this is too much. This is doing my head in. I don't feel safe here. I don't mm. like. I'm not in a good uh, mental health space." Mm. And RuPaul comes out and basically just calls her like, basically just calls her a chicken and mm. you know like i oh, don't give up now you'll feel you know it's like well she's already done this once before mm. like it was there was no mind given to how and i understand this is all on camera maybe it was all designed to be mm. like this and she had a heart out and had to leave after two episodes anyway but too often recently i see people complaining about they're not having a good time mm. filming the show and mm. they say it flat out to the camera mm. and nothing seems to be done. Mm. You have people fainting, you have people talking about leaving all the time. Like to me, there are times where it comes across and I like I'm like I can't believe they put left this in the edit. Mm. Because it reflects really poorly on the show. Like maybe that that but that the challenge, like the contestants' mental health, is not being taken into account. Yeah, it doesn't feel. Yeah, it. it feels like an unsafe working place at times. Does, because if there's yeah. like, even in the uh, the first episode of the Australian season, there's like immediately like three girls who decide they're going to pick on one girl. Yeah. And she immediately says that. Oh, we sorry, we watched two episodes, and she mm. like immediately starts saying to the camera, "I feel." picked on i feel mm. not myself i don't mm. feel comfortable here and then at the end of the second episode she faints mm. and the first thing that's said by rupaul is oh don't worry we'll do the lip sync as soon as she's able to mm. and to me that just kind of summed up you know like mm. the tone of of the show recently of like it's this mega you know, huge success and it feels like maybe the, the girls who are going through the show are a little bit going through the meat grinder a bit of like hmm. they just get chewed up and spat out. And I just, I don't know, I would like to hear more about like what welfare checks are put in place and stuff around the show. I think you just want less, like you want to see less when it's bitchy and more like in front of the mirror yeah, and normal, well, normal from, chats. From a, Yeah, that's just from like, you know, and I don't know if any, I'm sure – Maybe all of that gets done. But just for, even from a viewer perspective, I think it's really boring. I think it's really boring to see because it's the same thing every season where there's one or two people who become friends, they're really bitchy mm. and they're arseholes to everybody else and yeah. they form little cliques and stuff. And I just don't find that interesting. I just don't want to mm. see and you that. you feel like maybe the producers <clears throat> are egging it on so that there's drama for the camera? Yeah. yeah. And like the producer or the executive producer of the Australian version is mm. Michelle Versace. So it doesn't surprise me that that, from what we've seen of Michelle on screen, that that tone comes across How much of it do you think is the <clears throat> contestants though coming in and going, this will be fun for me to be the bad guy? Uh, well, I think because people have seen there's a pathway to fame by doing it, then people come they in thinking they're going do to do it. Do you reckon that's more, more that than Michelle? Or I think producer? it's probably a combination of all of it. Right. Because it's good for ratings. It's good for – but if you want to paint yourself as – if you come in and you're the arsehole in the season, right, for the most part, you're probably the most famous person in that season. Mm. If it, it doesn't matter if there's this attitude now with just fame, full stop. It doesn't matter how you get it. As long as you're the most famous person, mm. that's what's important. As I, long as you've got mm. the most followers on socials, that's what's most important, you know? Like, so. I feel like, because um, I know we're talking about the Dan Under one, but I was watching the last season of All Stars. Mm. Um, I think they had two different people leave, uh, like in the middle of the filming. Um, like two different people just went, nah, this isn't for me. Yeah. And I actually didn't watch the last episode. It was between Jimbo and Candy. 
mm. Muse. Mm. And I thought that, um, yeah, the behaviour of Candy Muse for the whole season, she was a dismissive fucking cunt. Yeah. And a bully. Um, and But like such a brash... And I know, like people, other people wouldn't agree, whatever. But I just felt like she was a terrible human being. And there was a few. There was a, I, I can't remember. There's definitely one hiding in the closet, but I can't remember if another one. But I feel like any fight that happened in that show was because of Candy just going, "No, whatever, shut up." And then always these other queens are always crying because of her. Mm. And then I, I just didn't watch the last episode because I'm like, I could not give a fuck. I like obviously yeah, Jimbo. Yeah, from the show. Yeah, like yeah, like obviously Jimbo. Uh, I was like, will win because Jimbo has been killing this entire season, and Jimbo has been really great. Um, um, and I, but I just didn't want to have to watch, um, Candy fucking stumble her way through a dance number and this and like I deserve it. I'm so beautiful. I need it. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, I could not be against. Someone on a reality TV show more than Candy because mm. she was a terrible human being, and it kind of just turned me off the show a bit because I was like, Why aren't they getting rid of like, why, why aren't they calling it out? Like, maybe they're editing it to make it worse than it is, and it wasn't that bad, but why aren't they calling her out for being a horrible person? Mm. She was constantly picking on people and making them feel bad and just getting in their face, and I didn't like it. Yeah, there's and film crews. In the room while this is and happening, I just didn't there like would be it. a producer and a whole bunch, and like you just, there I, has been so many times watching this show recently, not so much the old seasons, yeah. where there's a part of me that's like, it's I'll not, say to you out yeah. loud, like someone should be stepping in here and stopping this and bullying. stopping this fucking bullying from happening. Yeah, and I think that this what what's bothered me is that the original, the first season of the Australian one was good, and the second one there was like one kind of bitch in there. And then when I watched the two episodes of this season, there was like two or three like enormously cocky bitches. Mm. And I feel like that's a product of this show being going on for as long as it has been because a lot of people have used uh, Drag Race to uh, catapult their careers. So they have to have their thing. They're not like, here's my saying, here's my attitude, mm. it's my day to pay day or whatever it is because so they, they come in with an ulterior motive to be famous and this, da, 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 da. Yeah. And that is not, I feel like for this show that doesn't work for that person because when it comes through on the telly, on the telly in the episodes is um, it's just like there's three characters in this season that are completely uh, fake and not genuine you know, and I just, I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore because yeah. they're just taking away from this show. And and then, but then there's a few other queens on the outskirts who I'm like, oh, I, I want yeah, to see who's more. That? Who's um, that? Yeah, yeah. I want to see more about them. And then they start doing a chat to camera and then they, and, and it's just, there's these ones around the edges that they're the ones I want to see. And it's just because they're not, it's just because they're not a cunt or rude or being extremely bitchy, like, Girl, yeah, like, but that pretend kind of, like, kind of, they use that, I don't know if it's like, like a ghetto, like, mm. you don't even know, like, mm, it's, and it's fake, it's all fake, like, that's mm. not their, that's, Man, the, on, it's cultural inappropriation for that person, because that's not yeah. their thing, and it makes me so mad, because I'm like, you think that we want to watch people being bitches and arguing, I don't want to watch that. No. I want to watch people getting ready, making a costume, doing their makeup, talking about their life. That's what we want to watch. Get rid of the negative space. Yeah. Because you never used to be like that. No. No one wants to watch no. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's, that's what I don't. That, that's I what watch that show race. is. The strength of the show is mm. seeing the talent that's on display yes. from the queens. They're so talented. And hearing about their stories. Their yes. stories are so fascinating. We don't need like, this other... Yes, mm. you, do, you don't want everyone to be uniform personalities and not have like, you know, there's going to be disagreements and stuff. But it, my thing is it feels like it. it is... It feels like the show sets up situations for stuff like that to happen yeah, and that they are casting people who they know are going to cause, cause those problems. Because the thing is... Drag Race has always been a really funny show. Yeah. Yes, it's been really like Im- like important and emotional and sensitive. But it's just but, fun. But it's just drag a queens fun show. are drag queens are hilarious. I don't need someone coming in being like mm-hmm, being like 
pretending to be someone they're not to be funny because they're genuinely funny. And also, if there's going to be a fight and it's genuine, it's the best. Like, <laughs> it is the best. It's because all these other fights just look like it's like, it doesn't look real. No. Like, it looks like so manufactured. Like, the fight between season four, between Fifi and Sharon Needles, that was a <laughs> genuine go and watch it. I think it's episode five. Like, that is the episode where. Sharon goes, busted up showgirl. Why don't you go back to Party City where you belong? I am the future of drag. Like that is, that was a 100% authentic argument between two people. Mm. And it was like, you feel like, holy shit. It was amazing. Yeah. And I think that's the word, Stokes, is you want that authenticity. Yeah. And it to me, the American seasons recently mm. and – you know, I don't want to. I don't want to crap too hard on the on the Australian version because you know the, it seems like there's there are know. good queens in it. That yeah, like the queen from Ballarat. There's a queen there from Ballarat, um, and she's got an Italian name. So when I was watching the episode today, they were like, "Ah, oh, come sta, bellissimo," and it was funny. But the Ballarat queen, who's like uber uber Aussie, yeah, um, they had an acting challenge and she won. She's great. I yeah. want to know more about her. The, uh, there's another chick that the one that won the sewing challenge. There's a, there's a few Maori chicks in there that I'm like, fuck, they're so interesting. I can't wait for them to get rid of the bitches. Yeah. Because then but the real won't. show can start. But they won't because Ugh. they think that's where the ratings are, and it's, that's it's why just I gross. Get... I want sensitive, beautiful souls. Yeah. I don't want girl. You're not as beautiful. Like just the confidence when the girls so, that you're talking about on this Aussie version, mm. two of them were talking about their brand. Yeah, gross. Right? You know, and then Yeah, that's, and I get it's part of that's it or whatever. Real, but it's, it's not. But it's mm. not though, because that gets decided like and that this is what exactly what I'm talking about. These people are thinking before they go onto the show, mm. oh, this is who I'm going to be. Gross. Right. So this is my brand and this will be my yeah. and brand. You can see right through it. Yeah. I mean, besides the fact that it's bullshit and boring to watch, it's mm. also like gross. Like gross commercialism yeah <laughs> i just like, like no. when there's queens that go in like you should always love yourself but when there's queens that go in that are obnoxiously um confident yeah like to the point where they're rude but you like, can love yourself some, you don't have to step over other people to be able to be yeah com- you know what i mean like you can have self-confidence but you don't have to tread on other people to if you have to tread on other people to get that self-confidence yeah, it's rubbish then you're being a you're being a cunt. Yeah, and know? every winner has always been a good, like, Sasha Velour, Jinx, uh, Sharon. Like, there's always mm. been a, like, for them, they've always been confident and knew they could do it and knew that they were better, but they never come across as assholes. Jinx is, I would say, the most famous person to come out of the show. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she had a terrible time. Mm. Like, she was fucking bullied as well. Yeah, like she was bullied throughout the whole Bullied by season. Foxy Andrews. Yeah. yeah. Nothing was mm. done about it. No. You know, like. Yeah, <laughs> she won though. Yeah, she did win in the end, but I don't know whether that's like. Mm. Roxy seems to be did this come added- back. Roxy did come back in All Stars and was very open about I was playing the game and I wasn't a good person and I've apologised. No, they all do and that when they come really, back to yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, what I mean, someone's like, I know I did wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, I know, you I know? know, but still. I don't know, I just want them to get rid of, um, because that's the thing, like there was a few elements in today's episode where I was like, oh, there's some fun queens there yeah. and there's some chats in the camera. I'm like, yes, like I want, yeah, more of that and and I love Reese. Reese is great. And also yeah. even just the judging panel, like it's good. You know what I mean? It is. It's good, and like the outfits, I want to see interpretations of, you know, when if if the fucking um, runway is, um, you know, yellow mellow, I want to see what people interpret. Yeah, yellow mellow. That is so interesting. These people are so fucking talented, and I really love this show. I just wish they wouldn't cast bitches. You know, yeah. I just like just bitches. Like we don't need them. The show's good enough. No. Don't need the drama, mate. It feels like the show is encouraging them as well. So I I think it's more on the show than it is on the queens. Okay. So you're going to give it some grumps, huh? (sighs) This is hard, right? Because I do really like this show and Mm. I've got a lot of entertainment out of it over the years. I would say for the two episodes of the Aussie version that I watched, uh, I would give it two and a half. 
no, two. Dude, two, like, two grumps. Look, I, I, I don't know. The next episode is Snatch Game and that's really going to be a decider because if all of them can't snatch, then they're all fucked. But <laughs> there has to be... Uh, there has to be one or two mm. that can do a good snatch game. Mm. You know, like I feel like the American and British, there's always a few really strong snatch games. And yeah. snatch game is um, where, yeah, it's they pretend, you know, it's um, they're, they're impersonating someone else. You know, Joe they're Rivers, essentially blah. doing celebrity squares, right? Yeah, 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 like that. Yeah. And it's so fun. And like people. Um, you know, like when Sharon Needles did it, she was Michelle Visage, and that was the first time someone <laughs> that was the first time someone actually did this their character as like being a smartass. Yeah. Because everyone had always been like, "I'm going to be J Lo. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a queen. Yeah, I'm going to be Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, gonna, but yeah. she really actually, and it, and it was that was that was when Sharon. Everyone was like, "Fuck, Sharon's going to win," and it was only like there was still six episodes left because she nailed it. Because yeah, it's just funny, great. yeah. Anyway, so I will say I don't know, man. I um, I feel like I want to give it two and a half grumps, but maybe if Snatch Games turns me around and they cut, you know, they don't show so much of you know people being mean, then maybe it can go up. But we'll see. I'll keep watching and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, if I do, yeah, bail out. Like I just could not watch that last episode of All Stars. Just think, I just can't believe they let Candy Muse get away with being. Horrible, horrible to so many queens. Yeah, it just seems to happen in every season now. Yeah, that they're not protecting the. Yeah, we've said the same thing a couple Ah, of times. Second show is only murders in the building season three. Yes, and we watched the first two episodes of this as well. It's the best. It is a pretty amazing show. It's so good. Yeah, it's 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 funny, but it's charming. hmm. It's adorable, Martin Short, Martin Sheen. Holy shit! They're just and it's and it's a Martin Sheen is not in the show. If you've never oh, watched, what did it, I say? Martin Short. Martin Short. Martin Short. I said Martin, Martin Short. Short. You said you. I think you meant to say Martin Short. Steve Martin. You said oh, Martin fuck. Short. Martin Sheen. Oh fuck! Sorry. Which would be an interesting double. I mean, act. yeah. A couple. Of, uh, yeah. Anyway, I loved Steve you Martin. in Wall Street. <laughs> but it's um, it's just adorable, man. And it made yeah. me have a, like a renaissance for them, for Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, like I went back and watched, you know, Three Amigos and, yeah, man. and yeah. Father of the Bride. Oh, my God. Like I just started watching a bunch of their movies again because I was like, these guys are great. I love them. Steve Martin, especially, and you would know this better than me, but it seems like in American stand-up circles, Steve Martin is like a deity. He's like a god. Yeah, because he only did about, it for a certain amount of time and then he never did it again. Yeah, people talk about Steve Martin like on the same level as like Carlin and Pryor, right? Like mm, it seems to be. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, just did this. I think because he quit on top. So he's always been. Yeah. Like I feel like he's always been revered, and then he shows up on. You know, he does great stuff on like SNL. He's always been around and in the zeitgeist. And mm. I know you hate me using that. On Thirty term. Rocky was great. Yeah, I feel like Martin Short had his eighties career and then sort of. Dipped down for a bit, and then this has really revitalized him. Like he's always been around. It's not like he's been struggling. Or uh, Arrested Development brought him back. Uh yeah. That character in Arrested Development. I mean, he's great is... in everything, but I think yeah. more than anything, I, my point is, I mm. think more than anything, this show mm. as a star, he's a star in the show. Yeah, he really is. He's and he kind of carries the show a little mm. bit. I think like it's it, funny. Most of the comedy comes from him. Right, like oh, even the way he says the word podcast, <laughs> we're doing a podcast. <laughs> it's just adorable. Um, but you're right when you said that all three seasons focus on a different character. Because um, the first season is um, on her, on yeah. Selena Gomez, and the second is Steve Martin. And this season, and this about season, Martin Sheen, which will probably Martin Sheen. You said it. Oh, <laughs> Martin Sheen. Why do we love Martin Sheen so much? Do we have tiger blood? <laughs> <laughs> but I just it's adorable and it's it's oh man it's just so sweet and you know and it's not violent I mean it means maybe a murder but with a bit of blood but it's just yeah. not violent no nudity no like hard fucking fast language where like of like um you know like uh, the stock market and you just kind of go oh, I don't know like like a yeah, billion it's type like a and, Aaron yeah. Sorkin no show, yeah. it is just sweet and adorable funny and the actual the way that the narrative goes with the storyline in terms of like 
a whodunit mm. is just chef's kiss. Mwah. You yeah. never know what's happening. What's hap- like there are it's every episode is a cliffhanger. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. The show is always like one step ahead of you, no matter how much you think you are right. Like they'll, there's yeah. always enough twists and turns just to keep you, you yeah. interested. Yeah, hundred percent. Don't know what's gonna happen. And then Paul Rudd is in this one. And spoiler, fucking Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep's in it. Because yeah. I just when she come on thingo, when she come on the screen, I just like looked at you and you went, oh my god, like she's in a TV show. <laughs> Yeah, because that's was, like the equivalent of Paul McCartney joining someone else's band. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just like walked out on yeah. stage. You're like, holy shit, Paul McCartney's in Nirvana. Dude, I just love her. <laughs> I love her, man. She's so good to watch. I she's love- great in this. We don't, I think she's the bad guy, but we don't, don't know. know yet. We don't, don't know. know. Hey, I was thinking maybe we should have follow-up, like little mini follow-up episodes of yeah. stuff, that was shows that we've talked about. And once we get through the whole season. Yeah, because we should do that for this show and the bear. Yeah, yeah. Just stuff that like we've really enjoyed or yeah. or maybe we haven't enjoyed and we can just yeah. do like a season about anyway. Yeah. But I love I love Street Man. Like she's playing like kind of like a docile actress and then they're doing a, a read through. Yeah. And she's just not as good as she was when they did the first when she did an audition. Her like audition is the up. equivalent <laughs> of her like shredding that to me, that scene it was it was needed for the script, but it, there was also a part of her being like a guitar salesman, just shredding on the guitar, mm. just showing how good she actually mm. is. It was like, oh, you want to show, you want to show, mm. you like the script is asking me to show how good an actor I am. So watch this, like when yeah. she does that audition. Yeah, scene. it was amazing, amazing audition. But then when they do the table read, and she's atrocious, like she's, she's even better at that. Yeah. She's better at being a bad actor than she yeah. is at being a good actor. She's making terrible <laughs> acting choices. I thought that she would be from Scotland. No, no, no. Just read your part. Like just, cra- yeah, crazy. It's and great. Steve Martin writes the show for anyone who doesn't know. It's Someone else, yeah, man. It's good. Like. The fact that it's a murder mystery as well as being funny is very good. I was thinking about it this morning uh, when I went for me walk. Like, what do I like about it? Why do mm. I like it so much? And it's the three main characters. They're really fleshed out. How much they care about each other is like comes across as very real. Um, and it's funny and lighthearted. But there's like a cross between genres of like the British drawing room mystery mm. and like a French farce. Mm. When you like yeah, put those cutesy. two things together, mm. it like makes and set it in New York. I think that's really, you know, New York's like a character in this New show. New York is its own character. <laughs> Who's the fifth character of this? It's New York City. <laughs> I have a date with my city tonight. Maybe not so much New York, but the building definitely is, right? Like Dakota. It's, yeah, the Dakota building. It's fucking amazing. And they shoot in there and like. The only film that's ever been allowed to film in that building. I defy anyone. Mm. Now I'm going to get a whole bunch of messages and phone calls about this. It's like, mm. well, you fucking hated my favorite TV show, so now I'm going to mm. tell you how bad this you is. You can't hate it. You it's can't. Sweet. This show is infinitely watchable. Infinitely. Like you could make yeah. 15 seasons of this. I would watch mm-hmm. every single fucking episode. It wouldn't matter how many times there's a murder in the building. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give a shit. Like, and that becomes a running joke in this season mm. as well. Where you know, like the murder. It's, yeah. I yeah. Don't, it's, it, oh no, fuck off. Not the murder again. happens and everyone's like, yeah. fuck oh, you off. guys. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's just like the jokes are sweet and the storyline yeah. is enthralling. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, mate, I am, I am so fucking excited that the season's on because now I genuinely have a show. Like, it's just so nice to have a show. And I guess one of them is being Bear. Yeah, we've got the Bear. Um, and, and we've got this now that we can yeah. kind of, yeah, when a new episode's come out, we can potter in. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, there isn't probably too much else to say about the show because it's... It's just good, man. It's just fucking great. Like, there's Steve no... Steve Martin and... Selena Martin Gomez sure. is a revelation to me yeah. in each season. I feel yeah. like she gets better as an actor. Yeah. I only knew her as, like, a pop singer, like Disney, like but Mickey like Mouse her. Club chick, you know, yeah. like... I like um, her. She's awesome. Like, and she keeps mm. up comedically with those imagine, two. Imagine, imagine like, trying to keep up comedically with those two. Yeah, the I mean, two she Martins. kind of plays the straight man to them, but yeah. like, she still does a really good job. And like, yeah. 
there's nothing about this show. Like, even this season where, like, you've got Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep, there is a mm. – you there is, if uh, there is a tendency with those kind of things where, like, the show can jump a sh- jump the shark a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's just not happening. Not yet. So far. So far, we'll see. You know, it maybe, could. maybe it will. Well, well, mate, come back for the revisit. We could. We'll, there's still time to shit all over it. Don't worry. But at the moment, I'm going to go five grumps. At the moment, yeah. This show, there's not too many TV shows that like get me in immediately, and I never lose interest in. I, I can only give it five grumps. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait. It's real good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have. I, I don't have much to say about that. That's it. We loved it. We it's, loved it. Oh, well. If you if you haven't watched it, you should yeah, definitely start, give it a go. Start from season one. Definitely give it a go. It's worth it. Like in season one, they have an all, a whole episode with no talking, and it's brilliant, brilliant. Because there's a character who is is that season deaf. one or two? Mm, I think it's season one. Oh, maybe season two. I think that might be season two. Either way, whichever episode it is. It's a deaf character who is um, – that they follow around for the whole season. Yeah, it's from his perspective for, uh, that, for that episode. And it's and brilliant. Like, so, you just don't hear it. Like it's you a, don't hear anything. It's a silent episode. It's great. Um, and even when you're around other characters who are able to speak and hear, they're in situations where they can't talk. Like they're in a quiet library or hmm. someplace. You know, they're hiding. And it's – oh, mate. The, the, oh, Filmmaking wise, chef's kiss. Yeah, it's it's perfectly written. It's yeah. really well directed. It's yeah. superbly acted. Don't be acted. crazy. Just watch it, dickheads. Just watch it. And if they shit all over it, I don't Trust give a us. fuck. Trust us. You'll enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I can't, could you imagine the kind of dog that would fucking <laughs> shit on Only Murders? Like the most adorable film, a TV show made in the last 10 years. Yeah. Could you just imagine? It's like someone shitting all over Bluey. You know, like, oh, God, get a life, you fucking jizz monster. Um, actually, I preferred uh, CSI Miami. Uh, uh, actually, um, uh, I, th- I think you'll find that um, there is uh, not a murder in the building, but in the uh, elevator shaft. It just, it <laughs> it's just, different. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Um, it just wasn't uh, for me. It's, you know, it's just um, parlor tricks. Of uh, you know, oh, postmodern New York. It's um, I guess if you, I mean, I guess if you're into that SNL type of thing, you know, I like my more Stuart Lee type comedy <laughs> and um, Ricky Gervais. It's more, you know, um, they're really on a tightrope. Mm, the bad boys yeah, of comedy. Go fuck yourself, dickhead. <laughs> All right. We should wrap up. Let's leave it there. Hey, let us know. Someone messaged, <laughs> messaged me and was like, you should uh, do the movie Blue is the Warmest Colour next week. And I was like, we've both seen it. If you don't know what that movie is, look it up. Uh, good joke, though. It's got yeah. a lot of titties in it. Good joke. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the – oh, actually, uh, Dan Hall suggested that we watch a show called The After Party. I just want to give a shout-out to Dan. He's Ooh. been listening. Okay. It's on Apple Plus. It's like a murder mystery type oh, thing Oh, I've well. never heard of it. I don't know anything about it. The perfect show for me to watch Yeah. in this kind of situation, especially when, when you don't know stuff – you know what I mean? Like I, I like going in and being blind. I think it's the only way for us to go. Really? People suggest – because if yeah. we're left to our own devices, we'll be bumping into each other and – it Basically, all we'll watch is um, it'll be a wrestling real- and uh, re-watching <laughs> season, four, season four and five of Drag Race. Drag Race, that's And it. Mad Men. Sorry, yeah, that's it's all it's going to be. It's a real beaker from the Muppet situation over here. Yeah, we're fucked. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Share – Tell your friends, post, share us, let us know. You want us to do a TV show? Let us know. We like to hear from you. Thanks yeah. for your support. Yeah. Keep supporting us. Go to have it. I'm doing my Mark Wahlberg. Is that what we're doing? Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Because it's my Mark Wahlberg is very similar to my Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> come on. Sure. Ross. Oh, come on. What would it sound like if Jennifer Aniston was talking to Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Just a little bit more nasally. All right, I love you. I love you too. See you, dudes.